Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes, in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. Welcome to Your Brain on Weird. I'm Sage, my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Sam, my pronouns are they, them. And this is our podcast. It's a show about the paranormal and the occult and weird stuff and weird stuff and weed also. <laughs> just just a lot of stuff. And uh, of stuff. we take turns telling each other stories and it's a blast. So thank you for joining us once again. Boy. Boy. Anyway, Sam, how you doing? I have been better. The air quality is garbage today. Uh, and yes. thus my breathing is garbage today. Ugh. Yeah. I feel bad. I like <laughs> woke up this morning and my eyes were like swollen shut. <laughs> oh no. And like my mouth was, my, and my throat was just like so dry and I was just like miserable and I like had to take a, like a Mucinex and a Benadryl, and I went to work. But oof, <sighs> that stinks. I'm sorry. So I d- if I get a little raspy, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna stop smoking though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the only thing I did was go to the grocery store today. I was only outside for like maybe 20 minutes, and I definitely was still like, my throat is definitely uh, not very happy with me. <laughs> Hurts a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so, um, hem, hem. but besides that, I'm great. Uh, Nick and I obviously got remarried over the weekend, <laughs> and we had our wedding, quote unquote, and it was very nice and it was very good, and we had a lot of fun. And yeah, yeah, I got I got so many hugs, <laughs> like so many of just like the best hugs. And, like, I felt like, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, this is the first time I've hugged another person in two years. And, like, it was so nice to, like, interact with that many other people. And there was only, like, 20 people there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. But that was really nice. Yes. Unexpected perk. Yay! Yeah! I also had a blast, so. Good, I'm glad. We were talking about it at D&D last night, and they were just like, yeah, karaoke, incredible. Yes, yes. I was like, yes, I knew it was such a good idea. It was a great idea. We didn't get to do one, though, but that's okay. I know, I know. There will be other chances. Because Nick was kind of a mic hog, which is fine. (laughs) I love him, and I'm glad that he had fun, so. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Oh, my God. Well, plant update, one of my African violets has a flower that bloomed yay and i sent you that picture and i was just so excited about it i was like freaking out i was like dick oh my god dick my flower it has a flower (laughs) my flower has a flower that's great that's so exciting it's very exciting and i also got rid of uh a few of my spider plants (laughs) yeah Mm. because nick was like hey you have too many spider plants and i was like noted (laughs) Okay. So I have two left now. Um, wow. That's not that many. 
That's not that many, but don't worry, they'll multiply. And then I also got rid of my lily, because it was getting pretty big, and it was time for it to not be in my house anymore. Okay. Well, yeah. That is okay. Yeah. It's for the best. It's for my chickens. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I guess it's not even just, like, the flower and the pollen that can affect dogs and cats. It's, like, something just, like, on the plant. Oh, weird. Okay. Noted. Yes. Don't let your cats have lilies near them if you have... Oh, what? Brain. Don't... Don't own lilies if you have animals. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. I understood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, great. On that note, I have nothing else to say. Okay. How are you? (laughs) I'm pretty good. I'm tired. I had a really good weekend, but... I'm also very exhausted from this weekend. Still, it is Wednesday. Yes, that too. So I've been sleeping a lot, which is also great. I'm not going to complain about that because I've had a really hard time sleeping recently. But I have a job interview on Friday, which I'm a little anxious for. So we'll see if my sleep gets worse again. Um, And then what else was I going to say? I don't know. I just, like, had a really, really good time this weekend. I keep, like, thinking about, like, this weekend and, like, how we got to see all of, like, our friends from college and stuff. And, uh, how I want to, like, (laughs) yeah, how I want to, like, try and, um, do, like, video chats and whatnot with them more often. I want to, like, get better about that. Just, like, uh, taking advantage of technology in order to talk to my friends. (laughs) I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, my plant update is that I bought a Venus flytrap <gasps> Ooh. because some of my herbs have, or I've seen a couple of little flies around my herbs, and I don't like that. So I bought him, oh, and man. I put him over by my herbs, and we'll see if that helps at all. I should get a Venus flytrap. Yeah. There's so many flies and bugs in our house. Mm-hmm. Damn. It's that time of year again, man. Yeah. It was really funny because there, there was a lady at the grocery store who was like, standing next to me, like, looking at them. And um, she was like, do you know how to take care of these? I think is what she said to me. And I was like, no, but I'm, like, gonna find out. I, like, need to get one because I'm gonna... I'm getting one so that I can, like, get rid of all the fruit flies in my house. And she's like, oh, does that work? And I was like, I don't know. I'm about to find out. I have, like, no idea. And she was like, well, if that's if that works, like, I don't know. You'll have to, like... If you see me again, like, you'll have to let me know. I'm gonna buy two because I really have a fruit fly, fruit fly problem. And I was like... Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. You know when people just, like, randomly start talking to you and just, like, talk to you a little too much? Yes. I feel like that keeps happening to me recently. And I'm like, I am wearing a mask. I don't really want to stand here and talk to you for that long. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yikes. Anywho. Yes. So. Yeah. My Venus flytrap and my my fruit fly problem and all of that just great that's all i have great would you Um, like to tell me a story i do want to tell you a story okay that's good i'm just gonna stretch just for another second (laughs) my balls (sighs) all right ever said that you said my balls i was like wow same my balls yes all of my ball joints (laughs) my shoulders my hips oof my knees my ankles no, your knees are a hinge joint, actually. Oh, thank you. Not a ball and socket joint. Ugh. Ugh. I don't like thinking about that. 
Did you know that skeletons live inside our bodies every day? Did you know that your skeleton is wet? <laughs> uh, Which is not fun to think about. It's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy, ha- happy almost Halloween, everybody. Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? It is Halloween. It's basically Halloween at this point. It's basically Halloween, yeah. I put out my pumpkins. I'm gonna, I think, I think we're gonna pick a couple of the pumpkins growing in our garden this week. They're getting, they're getting there. Oh, yeah. They're getting there in size. Yeah. I mean, they're mini pumpkins, but they're still like, mini pumpkin size. Yay. It's great. Cute. It's gonna be great. Okay. Okay. So, today, I'm gonna be talking about a, it's kind of a cryptid. But it also definitely existed. So it's kind of weird. Oh. This is the the beast of Givondo. Oh. Or La Bête bet du Givondo. And this was a, a man-eating animal that terrorized the former province of Givondo in France in South Central France from from 1764 to 1767. So for three years, this animal covered an area from a 56 by 50 mile area or a 90 by 80 kilometer area and killed anywhere between 60 and 600 people. They're not really sure. That's a huge range. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Most people believe that it was somewhere actually just between like right around like a hundred people were actually killed and then there were additional people that were attacked and survived it. So fun. Okay. That's still a lot of people. It's still a lot of people, which is one of like the wild things about this. So description of the beast identified it as some sort of giant wolf or like a wolf dog hybrid they said it was tall long legs lean frame it had like a really long nose and big ears and then it had a tuft at the end of its tail and it had a weird mohawk mane on its back that was a black stripe and the rest of it was like a tawny or a russet color. Weird. Okay. So not normally what a wolf looks like. And in this part of France or Europe, I guess, uh, European wolves are, wolves were historically a lot more vicious than uh, North American wolves. So like wolf attacks don't really happen around here. Yeah. Where we live and stuff. But it actually was a thing um, in France and greater Europe, which is fun. That's wild. <laughs> which is why it's most commonly um, referred to as, like, a wolf. But most, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, most uh, wolf attacks in Europe were because of uh, rabies or, like, they had no other choice type of thing. Interesting. Okay. Yes. So, back to the beast. The first recorded attack Oh, wait. No, this is not right. Oh, my sources are (laughs) Wikipedia and Astonishing Legends. I remember them talking on Astonishing Legends that the Wikipedia page was not right. (laughs) And now I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, yeah, that isn't right. Interesting. (sighs) 
Okay, so... Um, Pretty typical. That's normally why I'm like, okay, we'll do Wikipedia first, get the base down, and then we'll go see where Wikipedia's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Yes. So, I... <laughs> so, the first attack <laughs> was in early summer of 1764. It was a young woman named Mary Jean Vallée. Um, who was tending her cattle near the forest, near the town of Lango, Langong, Langong. God damn it, French. Legume. Um, Legume. It's L A N G O G N E. Wait, can you? L E N. L A N. L A N. G O G N E. Langone. <laughs> I can't. I can't picture that in my head. I think I would need to write that down. But whatever. It's okay. It's a stupid word. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> most of French. I need to see it written down, and then I'll take a few guesses that are probably also so going why to be are wrong. There's so many consonants. <laughs> Just. Hey, man. We have friggin' Worcester and I don't know what else. Belerica. Belerica. Bill Erica. Bill Erica. <laughs> so, anyways. She was near this forest, uh, near this town, in the eastern part of Jevando, and saw a beast, quote-unquote, like a wolf, yet not a wolf. Oh. And it, like, came after her, specifically, and she was um, herding, like, bulls, uh, so her bulls actually came to her rescue, <laughs> and they, like, surrounded her and just, like, managed to charge the the beast that had attacked Marie and drive it off and like protect this girl. Neat. So she was the first recorded attack and she survived. And then right after that, the first of, uh, official victim of the beast was killed. And it was a 14 year old named Janine Boulette. Oof. <laughs> yeah. So three years, this beast um, attacked this region and it was mostly women and children, but not all women and children. There were several men attacked, but they were um, either, like, elderly or hurt in some way. So this was, the beast wasn't going after, like, stocky, sturdy, you know, thing. They yeah. Going after, like, the easy pickings, which is why it was going after, like, kids. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. The other thing is that these attacks were, like, incredibly violent obviously getting attacked by some sort of wild beast like probably sucks a lot but if it's hungry you know you can at least justify that but almost none of the victims were actually eaten they were just attacked killed and left there oh mm. yeah so the beast was just killing just because cool fun okay so, another fun story is that um, in January of the next year, okay, so 1765, so the wolf attacks have been going on for, like, six months at this point. There's this, like, group of kids that are all tending sheep together, and so this one kid's name is Jacques Portefeux, and he had seven other kids with him, all under the age of 14. This beast, like came out of the woods and just started attacking these kids. And by this time, the town had, in an attempt to, like, 
protect their themselves. Uh, all the kids had like spears. Basically, they all oh, had sick. like nice. Yeah, they had like <laughs> weapons. <laughs> Ah, Jimmy, don't forget your knife on the way out. Knife on a stick? That's basically what it was, too, is that it says it's like a sharpened blade, like, tied to the end of a stick. Yeah. Knife on a stick. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, also, the youngest kid was eight, I think. So these were, like, kids. Yeah, yikes. And basically, they all, like, grouped together, and the wolf, or the beast nabbed one of the kids by like the neck and the other kids just like repeatedly stabbed it and stabbed it until like it let go of the kid and then they like chased after it in an attempt to kill it or something because that's what you do when you're a child in france and a wolf attacks you i guess so sure so basically they just like got the better of it somehow (laughs) these like seven kids maybe they just like yelled enough and like outnumbered it and it just like got scared enough yeah basically (laughs) he's just like this is not worth it and the fun thing about this attack was it actually got the attention of louis uh what's that number 15 yes so of louis 15 who was the king of france at the time okay this got the attention of the king and so it like got the attention of you know the rest of france as well they're like suddenly everyone knew that there was a beast that was uh attacking people and he decreed that the french state would help find and kill the beast so at this point they have their first royal intervention and the king puts someone in charge his name is uh captain duhamel duhamel yeah Captain Duhamel of the Claremont Prince Dragoons. Ooh, cool. And his... Yes. <laughs> Dragoons. And his troops were sent to Le Givondo. So this was like a trained military captain. He had like a specialty in hunting or something like that. So he was like a trained captain. He knew what he was doing, right? But he wasn't sent with enough people and they didn't know the area so they had a lot of the local the local population helping them out. And these were all peasants, you know. They kept livestock, they grew grains, and things like that. And they really didn't respect Duhamel at all. Uh. So there was several times where Duhamel would organize hunting parties and they would you know, either corner the beast or get him going in a direction where there was another group supposed to be waiting and that other group just wouldn't be there. They just, like, wouldn't have shown up that that day because they were like, I'm just going to go milk my cows instead. They don't really need me or whatever. And so... Oh, well... <laughs> they... Uh, you There tried. was a lot of undermining. He was like... There was people from his own troops like not showing up for their shifts yeah so they although they saw the beast a few times they weren't really able to have much success tracking it down so at this point they sent two professional wolf hunters jean charles marc antoine val val day and eval and his son and his son his son. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. There's too many letters. 
and his son Jean Francois. Okay, 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 okay. So okay. Jean Charles and Jean Francois were professional wolf hunters. So, um, once the king sent these two wolf hunters, Captain Dumel was forced to step down and returned to his I don't know, wherever he was from. From whence he came. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Deneval. Deneval. Okay, so that's the wolf hunter. Okay. And his son <laughs> believed that the beast could only be shot using stealthy techniques. Um, so the father and the son arrived in Clermont-Ferrand. Oh, which is uh, what the modern modern day name of the town is. Because uh, if you look up Le Givendeau, it actually does not exist anymore. It is a different town now. Okay. <laughs> they like, okay. split it up. Okay. So it is what is now modern day. Uh, where where did that word just go? Oh, Clermont Ferrand. Okay. So the two guys get there on February 17th of 1765. And they brought with them eight bloodhounds that had been trained for, for wolf hunting. And over the next four months... The pair hunted specifically for Eurasian wolves, believing that at least one wolf was the quote-unquote beast, if not more. So, they did that for February, March, April, May, June. Five whole months before the Denevals were replaced by a different wolf hunter named Francois Antoine, who is not the same... (laughs) As Jean-Francois Marc Antoine. (laughs) Okay. So many French names. So many French names and they're all the same. Great. Uh, I love it. Okay. So, Francois Antoine. Great. (laughs) Last episode we had hyper-Italian names. This episode we have hyper-French names. (laughs) Yeah, well. That's great. We're not cultured. It's fine. I love it. (laughs) So they got there in June and then... At the end of September, either on the 20th or the 21st, Antoine killed a large gray wolf, like a big gray wolf, measuring 31 inches high, or 80 centimeters, and 5 feet 7 inches long, or 1.7 meters, and weighed 130 pounds, 60 kilograms, which is a big-ass wolf. That is a pretty big wolf. It's not as big as I expected, I guess. So thirty-one this is inches a, high. That's like three feet. Yeah. Yeah. At its shoulder, I assume. Yeah. Okay. All right. What am All right. I? Oh, the like average average for wolves is like this is definitely a big wolf. Wolves are usually like ninety to one hundred twenty pounds. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're they're big animals, but they're not like that big. So this was a very big gray wolf, or. It was a gray wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But despite the fact that they shot this wolf, killed this wolf, they stuffed it. Oh. And put it out in the town square for everyone to look at, right? And some of the people that were attacked and had got away were like, oh my god, look at that. It's where I, like, made self-defense wounds on this wolf. That's the beast. Because you can see its scars. Oh, okay. Um, so it was stuffed and sent to Versailles. And 
Antone officially stated, we, we declare by the present report signed by our hand, we never saw a big wolf that could be compared to this one. Hence, we believe that this could be the fearsome beast that caused so much damage. Oh, right. So they sent the wolf, the stuffed wolf back to um, Versailles with that guy's son. And Antone stayed behind and killed the female wolf partner and the wolf pup of the giant wolf that he killed oh yeah Mm. he got a very large sum of money for that i'm sure he did so that was in september and then in december so less than two months later two boys six and twelve were attacked and killed yeah so (laughs) they were like oh i guess that wasn't the beast after all Uh, this is whoops this is great it was weird because it did take, like, two months off of, like, killing people after that wolf was shot. But then it just went right back to it and, like, had killed, like, a dozen more people <laughs> in, like, the next couple, like, weeks, basically. Oh, no. So, like, the shooting of the wolf and, like, stuffing it and sending it to Versailles and everyone got super stoked about it. Um, and that happened, like, a few times. <gasps> oh god oh so they were like we killed the beast but like it kept reporting so after a while they were just like we don't care anymore you know we're like we've we've been there we've done that we've seen this beast like 10 times already but the attacks keep happening so like you know what who's gonna tell me which one is like the real one basically yeah yeah so after a couple more so what was that? A whole other year? This is in 75, 65. So like the attacks continued for like another year plus, basically. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just like killing every large wolf they see and stuffing yeah. it being like And they're this basically is it. just like indiscriminately killing wolves and shit because they already like <laughs> hate wolves and whatever. And then in June of 1767, a nobleman noble man <laughs> The Marquis de Apierre, perfect, uh, shot and killed the creature on the slopes of Mont Mouchet. And after that, there were no more attacks. So it is believed that this beast was the real one that was actually causing the attacks. Okay. So, so <laughs> how much? How, what's the difference between this one and the other ones that... We don't know. Great. You want to know why? Because everyone stopped caring about the beast. So they finally got one, right? And they're like, yeah, this is the beast. And it was, um, the body was brought to the castle of the Marquis where it was stuffed by a doctor. And the doctor, like, made a report. And he was like, yeah, this is, like, this is the beast, and it was, um, they, like, did an autopsy and supposedly found the remains of its last victim, blah, 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 and then this was in June. Yeah. So they packed up this wolf, this dead wolf, or dead beast, right? Yeah. And they sent it to Versailles in the middle of the summer, and because no one was really in a rush to get it there or whatever... It got there a while later and was just, like, decomposed to the point of no return. Oh. So 
when it got to Ugh. Versailles, where they were supposed to be, like, looking it over and, like, determining what it was, they just took the whole box and they just buried it. They're like, yeah, this nasty. Yeah. Yeah, we can't yeah. do anything with this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not touching that. Get the shit out of my face. So, obviously, that's a little sketchy, but with that... It, the attacks did stop after three years. Uh-huh. So, hmm. who knows? So that's the story. Now we can talk about some theories. Okay. And I'm going to blow my nose again. Time to highly speculate. My favorite part. Ah, yes. Time to pull ideas out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's um obviously like a few theories, especially with a case that's so old right Mm -hmm. and it wasn't documented very well and a lot of the details surrounding it are a little sketchy um both in like retelling and like content yeah and we don't know if that's just like a thing of the times or purposefully bad record keeping but um some theories were that it was like a group hysteria thing (laughs) Ah, so uh-huh. there was there was probably a wolf's well a wolf attack in that area, and someone saw it, and the details always get mixed up in your brain. You're like excited, you're scared, you're not remembering correctly, and all of a sudden, what was just like a regular well maybe like a rabid wolf attack is now the beast and everyone is believing in it and everyone blows it out of proportion and you know so it could have just been like a pack of wolves that were just terrorizing the village because that's what gray wolves did (laughs) maybe yeah yeah and everybody was just like flipping out thinking that it was all the same yeah exactly it was just exactly yeah. yeah This is maybe one of, one of my more favorite ones. Um, so it said, or report said that the beast was kind of like a weird reddish color. And wait. Interesting. I missed something. Here. Interesting. Okay, so <laughs> um, another one of the theories is that the beast was actually the hybrid of a wolf and a giant red-colored mastiff belonging to Jean Castel, who was a local con man oh weird he had money but he like did some sketchy stuff on the side and he owned this giant red mastiff (laughs) and he would have like had something to gain from like creating this beast right Mm -hmm. um so it said that he had his wolf his wolf he got a wolf and he had his dog like sire like a wolf dog hybrid and it ended up being this like giant red half mastiff half wolf which he then like trained to attack people 
because he was going to be the one who was going to stop the beast. And he could be a hero and be like, yeah. Yeah, and he yeah. could be a hero and he could stop the beast. Uh-huh. Um, great, great plan. <laughs> yeah. So that's just like one weird theory. But, okay. Other things it could be. A werewolf. Okay, sure. It could just be a werewolf. Or something similar to the... um michigan dog man or something like that okay yeah 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 weird yeah. weird uh cryptid thing yeah yes just like weird cryptid thing <laughs> the other thing that i forgot to mention was um this beast was like unstoppable um so whether it was shot or like stabbed or wounded like i told you that group of kids was just like stabbing the shit out of this wolf yeah or um beast thing and they had, you know, they had guns back then, and they weren't particularly accurate, but they had hit this beast on several occasions. They had shot it, and every time it would just get up and walk away before they could kill it. Uh-huh. Typical. So it's a very supernatural. It has a lot of kind of similarities to skinwalker ranch Mm -hmm. with the beast that was attacking the cattle there that was being shot at and was just didn't care which is wild but basically it's most widely believed that it's some sort of wolf that mutated somehow got some sort of disease because of the weird like mane thing that people talk about people think uh, it might have been like a young, like a juvenile lion that had escaped from. Oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> like a traveling circus or something. Because uh, it's uh-huh. got the tuft on the end of its tail. And it definitely, definitely was a thing in the 1700s. But the other thing was, is people knew what lions were. Yeah. Even in like rural France at this time, they would have known what a lion was. Could it have been like a lion wolf hybrid? So yeah, that was like another <laughs> another possibility. Sure, maybe there was a lion that escaped and it got like comfy with a wolf pack. Like, I don't know, it could have happened. Yeah. Weird. They might sure. be able to produce an op- offspring. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> weird okay so basically we will never know and they really fucking dropped the ball when they shot the final beast Mm -hmm. and no one looked at it yeah afterwards or tried to identify it or anything yeah they were like great this again like we don't care yeah just like just leave it on the truck who cares yeah exactly so that's just a mystery that'll basically never get solved Mm. which is very cool and fun neat yeah um i also wanted to say one more thing there's this really good organization called nina n-i-n-a which is the norsk institute for nature for skin <laughs> which is okay uh no- norwegian i believe sure cool but basically they keep oh they're part of the large carnivore initiate initiative for europe so basically, they like track and record wolf attacks on humans, um, or this particular one does. And it's kind of wild because it does list the maybe 100 wolf deaths in that region of France for that year in 1964 to 1967. 
And it's not super out of place. Like, it's definitely a lot more deaths than any other year. But it's, like, not unheard of either. Yeah. Like, there's other examples of single wolves killing up to 36 people. Oof. Um, Jesus. In, like, the period of, like, in in Russia. Um, but that was over a period of nine years. Huh. So okay. it's possible, but it's probably not a regular gray wolf, no matter what. <laughs> so it's either, like, it was either the whole pack of wolves, some sort of mutated beast, uh, alien, I don't know. Yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. Weird. 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 Yes. Weird. Weird. Yes. So that is the beast of Jevando. Le bet. Le bet de Jevando. Yes. Wild. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I have never heard of that before. That's crazy. Ah, uh, yes. Now I have to blow my nose again. You do that. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I definitely wanted to, like, talk more about it, but... My brain is just foggy today. That's okay. If you uh, think of anything else that you want to say about it, write it down and we can, like, I don't know, maybe talk about it later or something. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. There's a section on the entourage effect in this book. The entourage effect. All right. Well, are you ready to get super weird occulty with this edition of Medication? Yes. All right. So, <laughs> I was gifted this book a while ago called High Magic, and it's a guide to cannabis in ritual and mysticism. I've read through it once and am starting my second read through and figured I would pull out a little section from it for us to talk about. So I figured we would talk about entities that are associated with cannabis. So... Why did you put these here? I don't know where to it. Oh, okay. 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 Sorry, I was just confused why you put it there. All right. All right. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, oh, Nick Nick got uh, CBD pre-rolls. Oh, weird. That sounds good. They're from Hollow Oak Hemp Farm. Mango stick is the flavor. Mango okay. sticks. Where did you buy them? Online. Oh, weird. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Federally and legally compliant. Thanks. Perfect. Okay, so first I guess I want to say being uh, Satanists, we are atheists, so we don't necessarily believe in, you know, entities physically, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But we do use entities in our magic and in our rituals and as part of like our witchcraft practice, for the most part, we do use them. So... Cannabis is associated with a lot of different existing entities. Um, Some of them include Shiva, and even Dionysus is included, which... That's what I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) We know Dionysus. Yes. We're friends. Exactly, exactly. So, (laughs) like, Sam and I both work with Dionysus as part of our (laughs) cannabis practice, as part of our weed witchery, I guess. But... For people, I think that this this uh, particular ritual is good for people who are theistic and people who are atheistic, because it's just contacting a plant spirit. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, 
you know, a god or a goddess or anything like that. It's just the plant spirit itself, which before I read this book, I had, I had kind of already done that. So it makes sense to me. This is more of like an involved ritual. It's a little bit like more involved than just, um, <clears throat> you know, every time you take a you take a hit or every time you light a joint or something like that, you have a certain intention that you think of. This is like a little bit more involved. So it does have um, seven steps, but it's pretty basic. Um, and it mostly focuses on like your energies and how you're feeling and so on and so forth. So this is one way to contact the plant spirit. So step one is to banish your ritual space with expansion and contraction of breathing or a, ban- a banishing ritual of your choice. So this book goes into a lot of talking about like different breathing techniques and meditation techniques. You don't necessarily have to do the expansion and contraction, but any sort of <gasps> banishing ritual that you are comfortable with. Um, step two, consume cannabis in whatever way is safest and most effective for you. So, whether it's smoking or vaping or edibles, whatever. And then step three is to pay attention to the way that the cannabis makes you feel, um, whether it's visual, auditory, olfactory, um, gustatory, 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 basically just like pay attention to how you're feeling. And like, if you're feeling kind of a body high, like where do you feel your body high? Where does it start and where does it move to? And then you can ask yourself, if this feeling had a color, what would it be? And you can imagine the color or colors, it can be multiple colors, inside your body in exactly the areas where you are experiencing this like feeling, whatever feeling you have. So you're basically focusing on how you're feeling and you're putting a physical like appearance to it. All right. Yeah. And then step four, imagine that you are taking this colored shape out of your body and then you flip it around to face you you place it on the floor outside of your space and breathe deeply feeding it breath and energy on each exhalation so this is like a separate entity now in front of you that you are feeding step five is to keep breathing and feeding it energy until it transforms The entity may change size, shape, position, movement, brightness, color, or any other factor. Once it is transformed, imagine that you are communicating with it. Ask it if it has a name, if it wants to be called something specific, and what it can teach you that it has never before revealed. Oh. Ooh. Ah. Um, You can ask it how you can feel this feeling um, more often, or how you can use the way that you're feeling in your life. Um, You can ask about specific situations and you can ask about how you can use cannabis in your explorations of conscious magic meditation or spiritual work. Um, So basically you're gathering information from this entity that you've created. Weed spirit. The plant spirit. And then after you're done communicating with it, gathering information, Um, You always want to thank the entity that you're working with for its help um, and then close your circle or whatever your typical uh, way of ending a ritual would be. One way to do this is that you can absorb the entity back into yourself 
and anything else that you may have created during this operation. So if you see any external things in your mind, you can absorb, yeah, basically just suck it all back in. (laughs) Um, And then you always want to repeat your banishing ritual afterwards to get rid of any excess crap, any bullshit. So, So that's how to contact the plant spirit. I love that. I thought I it was that a lot. very interesting. I thought it was very cool. I've never seen like a ritual like that. And uh, I'm definitely going to try it. Yeah. <laughs> at some point. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds that's great. great. Yay. And uh, that's all I got. Do you have anything else? I have nothing else. Great. Visit our website at yourbrainallweird.com. Yes. For all of our links to social media and merchandise and patreon where we put a lot of bonus content on there and it's really cool and you get to listen to the episodes early if you're into that yes yeah that's it you got anything i don't think so yeah that's all i got for now i have i have some ideas but i'm not ready to talk about them yet okay (laughs) that's fair for next time then for next time or the time after that or the time after that or maybe never ever or maybe never (laughs) If I decide not to do them. Exactly. (laughs) Great. Well, Well, this has been another great talk. Thank you again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sage. (laughs) This has been Your Brain on Weird. Yes, it has. Yes. Yes. Always so weird. Goodbye. Goodbye.